0: Welcome to wherever you may be, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we're going to be talking all things Chelsea. My name is Olivia Bazaglo, and joining me as always is Charlie and Krish. Guys, we're going to get straight into it. Real Madrid won, Chelsea won, a really good result. If you'd have asked me before the game, would I have taken a 1-1 draw away at Real Madrid? I would have absolutely taken it. But Charlie, are you a little disappointed that we didn't win the game?
1: No. No, because as you say, we would have snapped your hand off uh, for a (laughs) one-all draw uh, in Madrid. Um, I think, you know, we had enough chances to win the game, but also, you know, the way Real Madrid operate, particularly this not exciting iteration of them, they can hit you at any time. So Mm. I think we've really got to take what we're given and a a one-all draw away at Madrid is fantastic. It was a great performance from Chelsea. Um, Having said that, obviously the chances particularly looking at Timo Werner. Uh we should have put the game to bed in the first half an hour. We didn't do that. I thought the rest of the game was a lot more even and and therefore mm-hmm. I think, you know, one all was a uh, was a pretty fair result. But that's still, you know, you can't underestimate what a great result that is away against Real Madrid.
0: Yeah, definitely. And and Chris, did you expect the game to go like that? Do you expect Chelsea to come out of the blocks as fast as they did? Because we were absolutely brilliant, like Charlie said. For that opening 30 minutes, they really looked like they were there for the taking, didn't they?
2: I think, I think again, it's just testament to how Thomas Tuchel prepares his teams. Um, I Yeah, I wasn't expecting us to come out of the blocks like that. In fact, I was quite apprehensive going into the game, um, which has generally been the case in a lot of the big games under Tuchel. But he... Clearly prepared so meticulously, um, and he decided that that's how he wanted to go. I think the the starting lineup showed that intent that he was going with Pulisic and Verner and to for them to run beyond, and mm. especially Pulisic. Obviously, with the goal showed that that was such a, a clever run, incisive run between the lines, um, and it was it was just down to pure pace, wasn't it? They couldn't catch him once he'd he'd broken through that gap. Um, but yeah, I think the approach all the way through and in the, in the second half, it was weirdly, we just had so much of the ball and I, I agree that that's the only slight, it's hard to say disappointment because I agree with Charlie that I think a score draw away from home is as good as a victory. Um, mm. it, 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 sorry, if it was a one-off game, that's as good as a victory, if that makes sense, mm. um, with yeah. the away goal almost counting double. But um, yeah, I, I agree that having so much possession in the second half, I felt we could have maybe capitalized on a few, there was nothing like clear cut, but we had a few half chances where if players had been a bit more careful with the ball sort of in the build-up, mm. it would have led to clearer chances. I'm thinking there was there was a moment where Havertz was almost running clear. Ziyech um, also had a chance down the right, but mm. I think it, it, it bodes well for the second leg, but I, I don't know if, if Real Madrid will perform that poorly again.
0: Yeah, I mean I think it's unlikely. It's uh, we were saying our oh, fair, weren't we, how we thought it was bizarre that you know a team like Real Madrid with a manager like Zidane just decided for one game to try three at the back because Chelsea were playing three at the back and it obviously didn't work. Now, listen, we love and Kante, I've been one of these advocates for keeping him at the club, not selling him because how good was he yesterday, Charlie? Has he, you know, people have had their own opinions on Kante. He is still that performance yesterday just summed up everything that Kante was about. What did you make of this performance? And do you think it silenced a few of the doubters?
1: Uh, I mean, it must have done. We we Chelsea had 12 players uh, yesterday, <laughs> and two of them were in Golo Kante. Mm. We, uh, he, he, he was incredible. You know, he's not a he's not a holding midfielder. He he his best position is doing what he did last night, which is pure, pure energy. Bombing mm. forward, um, interceptions, tackling, and then mm creating space creating movement creating havoc basically for the opposition (laughs) Um, it allowed everyone else to play um how they did uh Pulisic as as Chris touched upon was 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 excellent in the early stages of the game Mason Mount I mean this is his home isn't it Champions League semi-final against Real Madrid he's now at this stage and um but key to it all the central cog was Kante Um, he went through spells as we talked about in this podcast of, of not playing that well this season as you touched on mm-hmm. Olivia but now when we get into the business end when we get into the <laughs> crucial games of the season I think this is when world-class players really show what they're about I mean we, we saw it in 2012 with Drogba that league season uh Drogba scored five goals um
0: mm-hmm.
1: but come the real important games uh when Chelsea needed to win at all costs uh he, he showed up and was brilliant um and then Golo mm-hmm. Kante uh did the same it's he, he was he was superb last night and he's a a credit and an asset to have at the football club I thought
2: yeah, the passing very... in in tight spaces he was always involved especially on either flank i did not like mm. every single time mm. they were sort of shutting us down P- uh kante would come over to either fullback, create a triangle mm. and they they played out of it every time it was so impressive
0: we we really escaped the press didn't we there was so many times where like you say i remember kante vividly with a few times Uh, I really escaped it. But I think, listen, I I couldn't... uh, I picked out Kante as man of the match. Obviously, he got the man of the match. But I think everyone had a really good game. But how impressive is it that a midfield of Kante, Jorginho and Mason Mount kept Casemiro, Tony Cruz and Luka Modric quiet and made them look almost average for 90 minutes yesterday, Krish?
2: Yeah, um, I've... Again, uh, tactically, I think Tuco got it spot on. I just just don't think... um having those three forwards with none of them really playing as a kind of out and out striker and with the pace of of mason mount um Werner and and pulisic i think they really can't handle pace i think they're at that, at that point in their career where they are that age and and if, if having two deep lying center mid- midfielders to deal with but then also they're, they're sort of expected to do a bit more work with three forwards i think and and our front three gave them a, the run-around all game long, um, so w- which was very satisfying. And I think they those uh, attackers preoccupying them left space for players like Jorginho and Kante, especially to kind of actually use um, the space in the deeper areas, which they did really effectively, I think, last night.
0: Just thought everyone, I thought everyone played well. But I mean, I mean, I, I did go a little bit mad when Pulisic scored that goal. It was a brilliant, I think that was a no-look pass from Rudiger. But, you know, um, Pulisic ran from deep. It was a great first touch. It was took it around Courtois and put it in the back of the net. Charlie, we've been talking about Pulisic and how his injuries are caught up with him and how we want him to find that form of the back end of last season. Is he finally doing that now?
1: Well, yeah, of course. I mean, look, that's undoubtedly his most important goal in uh, Chelsea colours. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he's absolutely world-class, Christian Pulisic, when he's on form. It's about finding that form, making um, making the conditions right for him to flourish in that form on a longer, more consistent basis and throughout the season. Um, If he can drive us to the Champions League final, if he can drive us into the top four over the next month, then obviously this will be a hugely successful season for him. Uh, We weren't saying that a few months ago. So it's, um, he's such an asset of the club that we really have to, he's that good that we really should be looking to kind of almost build the attack around him um and create the conditions possible for him to flourish um because together with mason mount and and kai people like kai howitz as well the future is very very bright and and pulisic clearly on form is going to be absolutely central to that um he he's got the potential to be you know Mm. unimaginably good and uh i think we we really need to do everything we can as a club to help him prosper because that is the stage that he belongs on and that, that is the stage that he can produce on. He showed that last night. It's about getting it throughout the season, uh, on a more consistent basis, keeping him fit.
0: Yeah. I think he, um, he's only 21 or 22, isn't he? So it's scary to think he's that young and already doing it, you know, on such They're a big all stage. So young.
1: They're all yeah. so young. <laughs> it feels like, Pu-
2: feels like Pulisic has been around forever already, doesn't it? And I think oh, that yeah. goes, goes against him in a way. Um, but. Yeah, ex- exactly as you say, Olivia. Like the fact he is that young, and the, the, that is that still means it's yeah, as Charlie says, potential for development, which is which is exciting. It's crazy.
0: <laughs> um, right. What was gonna, so Pulisic obviously scored a great goal, but we have to talk about Timo Werner. Charlie, you mentioned it earlier. Listen, missing that chance in a Champions League semi-final is that. Can you get away with missing chances like that? And will that come back to haunt us, do you think?
1: Um, I'll be completely frank here, and I'm not trying to dig him out for the hell of it. I, I just don't know what he's doing in the team. I mean, he's he, he's he his overall game has improved, and that's great. But, you know, we didn't spend the money and, and have him as, like, you know, Chelsea's main signing of the season uh, mm-hmm. for work rate. Um, he's got to be putting that away. Uh, it mm. was great that he scored against West Ham, but even that—that that was, I think, two in the last twenty Premier League games or something like that. Mm. Um, I, it, he shouldn't be in the side, uh, and unless he proves drastically, he shouldn't be part of Chelsea going forward. Um, it, it's criminal missing that chance, and l- let's face it—you know—it's completely standard for his performances this season. Um, we could, we could be have. We could be severe, severe favourites for the final if that had gone in, um, mm-hmm. and I'm just, I'm just a little bit sick of talking about his work rate and his assists and all the rest of it, which is great, but his his scoring record is absolutely shocking, mm-hmm. and um, I think I think there's other players that would be doing a lot better job. Um, I think, you know, cl- clearly the way he wanted to play last night with, with that false nine, I don't think Abraham or or Giroud would have would have quite worked in that system Mm, but i I think both of them should be getting a lot more chances um and i i just yeah i'm kind of i'm kind of at a bit of a loss with werner really he as soon as his head went down around sort of december he's just reminded me of torres since like the bad bits of torres where he's Mm. coming too deep yes he's doing the odyssey yes he's winning a penalty yes he's running about a bit but really Let's face it. I mean, it, it's been a, a scandalous waste of money in terms of uh, his actual output. So, would you well, listen, sell so- him then? Oh. I mean, if Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I actually would. If, yeah, if possible. If possible, I don't think that is possible. And I'm not completely writing him off. Like I think, you know, yeah. if 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 we can get the best out of him, if we can keep him at the club, if we can work him into being a really useful option. In the squad, then fantastic because he's got those attributes and his overall play has been very good. But I mean, missing that sitter is kind of indicative of his whole season. He he can't be doing that. He can't be yeah. doing that. And I th- and and what, and what he certainly can't be. Sorry, Chris. What he certainly can't be is Chelsea's main striker next season. Absolutely not.
2: No. Yeah. I think I think next season will be key for him. But by the sounds of it, we're going after. Lukaku or I mean, yeah, we talked about Holland a lot. I don't think that will actually happen, but maybe Lukaku is feasible with Inter's financial problems. But yeah, I, I think yeah, what was noticeable about that that miss is that he never once looked at the goal, which you would think like most strikers would have a quick glance at the goal, but that he was it was like he was expecting to score just by making contact with it, but which is never the case against the goalkeeper that big. But I, I do tend to disagree, I think we should we should persist with him. I think mm. he has been useful in other ways. I, I I understand that a lot of the assists have been kind of easy assists, but I think he does bring something that we don't have. I'm not really sure what it is yet, mm. but <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I, I agree with you, Krish, but Charlie, you mentioned Fernando Torres there. Listen, we all remember Fernando Torres' 2011-12. He, he then scored the goal in the Champions League semi-final second leg. So so there's not to say Werner can't have a have a say in, in the Champions League second leg against, against Real Madrid. And if they play a high line again, you, you we have to play Timo Werner because He's so quick that we will get him behind so much. But I understand your frustration, and I also I'm like Chris. I think, I think give him, give him and give him next season. Um, I've seen glimpses of you know the Timo Werner of old, and hopefully next season we can sort of go again. Listen, obviously Timo Werner, Kai Havertz, I think are going to be the future of Chelsea. And there's been rumours today about Olivier Giroud and Sammy Abraham. Now, what are your what are your feelings on this situation, Charlie? Because it says that. He hasn't been, we'll start with Tammy Abraham. He hasn't been favoured under Thomas Tuchel. In fact, he's been the least favoured out of the three, I think. Um, and apparently we're open, um, we're willing to listen to offers for around £40 million. Now, Thomas Tuchel just doesn't fancy him. And what, what are your feelings on the situation?
1: Well, I mean, the funny thing, every, everything I've said about Werner, um, I stand by. But the other thing that is true is the team does play slightly worse when he's not playing so mm. um and, and we play in a different way and like, like you say if a team's playing a high line he can be so valuable um mm. as for the other two abraham I, i've said it on this podcast and elsewhere before it's really annoyed me the the last few months I, I i think you know he he has undoubtedly deserved more chances he is still i'll keep banging on about this he's still our top scorer <laughs> this season mm. um which you know it doesn't say much to the rest of uh the attack really because he's barely played um, in the last few months. Um, <laughs> he's, a young, he's a young striker. I wouldn't have started him last night, don't get me wrong. Um, mm. You know, uh, that's the Champions League semi-final against Real Madrid. That's a different kettle of fish. But he deserves more Premier League game time. He deserves more backing from us as a club. Um, you look at the way... Mount has surpassed every expectation, but you look at the way Reese James has been used um, effectively... Um, and, and, th- and there's nothing to say that, you know, w- w- before Tuchel came in or before th- this season, a- a- Abraham and James were sort of at roughly the same path in their development, you know, uh, obviously different positions, but at, at roughly the same stage. If you were looking at all the Chelsea young players, possibly Abraham, even slightly ahead coming off the back of a, of a decent goal return the season before. Um, and yeah, no, I think, I think it'd be a real shame if we get rid of him, um, As you say there, Olivia, it comes down to the manager not fancying him. So if he doesn't, Mm. if he doesn't fancy him and he's not going to get those chances, then unfortunately he has to leave. I think it's going to (laughs) be, I think it's probably going to be one of those situations where we're looking at buying him back in three years. Um, Mm. We're talking about the age of these players and I I do think strikers are a little different. Um, He is so young and as I've said before, you you look at any Premier League great striker and what they were doing at 22 or whatever, um he's proven that he can score Premier League goals for Chelsea over the last 18 uh months. Um and mm-hmm. I think I, I think that he should be pursued with Giroud is a slightly different case because he, he's obviously older. Um but you know he I, I, I think whatever whatever happens with Jarood, I think we can look back on it and say, Wow, what an amazing signing that was. What a what an asset he's been to the squad and the club, and he scored some really mm. vital goals for us. Um but Abraham especially because he was a, a Chelsea kid. I think that would will be a massive lost opportunity if we sell him.
0: And and chris are you you feel the same about Tammy and, and especially more with Giroud. We've known what he's offered Chelsea. When managers haven't necessarily believed in him, they've proved him wrong. And I still believe that Olivier Giroud's got a lot to offer Chelsea. I think he offers something that not a lot of strikers do.
2: He does. Yeah, absolutely. I think for, from Giroud's perspective, it's it's purely an age thing now. It just depends mm. what what Chelsea wants to prioritize, whether it's the short term or the long term. And, and it, to me, it seems to be now with there's a bit more of a long term plan being set in place. Um, with Tammy Abraham, it's a difficult one because I agree with Charlie. But, uh, I just don't think he would. He's t- to be frank, I don't think he's good enough to start for Chelsea. I agree he should be getting more minutes at the moment. Um, mm. And just the system we play means that Havertz that plays more. But I think we're also predisposed to re- like really want to see our, our young players coming through. And obviously, as Chelsea supporters, we were starved of that for years and years and years. And now we have um, players in, in a lot of areas of the pitch coming through and on the bench who, if they played, would actually contribute. And I think sort of one out of those not working out um is 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 maybe just natural and, and um uh maybe Chelsea will have have to bite that bullet Charlie could well be right that that we have to kind of splash out to bring him back in the future but personally I I actually don't think that will be the case of Tammy Abram I think he's a very good sort of um with no disrespect to like West Ham or Everton but I mm. think that is where he, that's the kind of place he could go and will play every single game and score. Mm. Like semi semi regularly, but he could he could well prove me wrong. But that is that is how I see it. it. It sounds like most likely that they will both leave, and uh that means we'll be bringing in someone yeah. top level. And obviously Lukaku was at the club when he was young. I I would really love to see him back at the club. I think he is the perfect striker for Chelsea. As we've it, the the way we've yeah. played over the years, it's shown that a big physical striker. Yeah. Um has worked for us year and year and year so I think that could well be the way forward.
0: Yeah I um, I agree with Tammy, we can put a buyback clause in there can't we if, if we really think <laughs> that he's going to go on to be to be as good as we sort of all hope he, he can be and listen I, and I, I really like the idea of Romelu Lukaku and I like the idea of Timo Werner playing off someone like that like like you say Chris typically at Chelsea we have had a big strong physical striker and, and that's worked for us rather than these slight petite you know more technical sorts of <laughs> players well anyway do you think Charlie this Chelsea squad or this Chelsea team is one world class striker away from competing properly Premier League Champions League everything
1: Um I think we I I I think we could probably do with strengthening uh, the defense as well um and possibly possibly a central midfielder um but we're we're not far away which is the great thing I think striker is most pressing I think um it's been a really weird season where the premier league champions haven't played a striker really for the first time ever which is which is mental um in in manchester city Mm. but no i I, look i I think it's undoubted that particularly if those two players leave we need a lukaku we need an absolute top line striker i mean basically that you're talking about three or four players um Th- th- that we should be in the market for there, but no, no, I, I, I think we shouldn't get too ahead of ourselves. What, what we need to do, I was saying this to my mates this morning. T- Tuchel's coming in; and he's done brilliantly. What Chelsea needs to do is break habit and give Tuchel absolutely carte, carte blanche to do what he wants with the side in the summer. Mm-hmm. Because what we can't do is force signings on him or, or, or restrict him in in some way, which we've done time and time and time again after a manager's been successful uh we we've not allowed them the full grip on the transfer policy or or kind of we've they they've bought players to to fit into another system or they sold players they didn't want to sell and what we just need to back him now and um you know let let him do what he wants with the side because he he's he's earned that and come the end of the season uh if he has got Champions League qualification through the league and we've reached the Champions League final, let alone win it, he will have proved that he deserves that.
0: Yeah. Uh, we've gotta we've gotta finish this part by talking about the second leg, um, the Real Madrid game. Chris, how are you feeling about it? Taking a one one drawback to Stamford Bridge and away goal. Are you are you feeling confident that we'll get the job done and get to our third Champions League final?
2: Oh, tough question. <laughs> um I feel like I need to keep approaching these games with the same apprehension because um, that is when Tuchel seems to like prove me wrong every time. So if I get too confident, then uh, things might start going wrong. Mm. But um, it, it feels like, as I said before, he he prepares so, so well that there's no reason not to to trust that, that things will go our way. And we've got that away goal. The thing is, I do see Real Madrid scoring, which would... I guess require us to win win the match on the night, but we looked capable of doing that away. It's just it's just again, yeah, just a bit more. Uh, we just need to be a bit more clinical, and then that will make all the difference. So there's no reason why not. I wouldn't say I'm confident, but I'm also uh, it's a it's a weird sort of limbo in between. I'm I'm not terrified by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm also not dead certain that we'll go and win it. And and as Charlie said, I think even if even if we get battered, I think we've still had. It's still excellent that we've gotten this far and and mm-hmm. taken a, a team of Real Madrid stature uh, to this point uh, where we're we're more or less favourites uh, in most people's eyes.
0: I don't like being favourites, so I'd much rather go into the <laughs> second leg being underdogs again. Being favourites makes me nervous. Yeah,
2: I th- actually, we still somehow are underdogs. I think which again works not yeah. favourite. I just said with, I know I've just said we're favourites, but I think yeah, it, people expect Real Madrid to score, and therefore yeah. it's still pretty level.
1: We have it to remember what Real Madrid are about. Real Madrid are about Champions League semi-finals. Mm, exactly. Um, yeah. They they were incredibly poor last night. They might still have players to come back in um, for the second leg. Th- this uh, while it was a fantastic result last night. You know, um, we really do kind of have to remember where they are. And even in their really poor seasons, you look up some back of the, some of their Champions League winning seasons the league campaign fell right away. That You know, mm. they might have had a very poor season, but it's in that situation that Real Madrid do what they do best. And it's unsurpassed by anyone in club football in terms of this competition. So we just, we do really need to kind of remember who we're playing here. What yeah, a goal ex- by
2: Benzino.
0: Oh. Amazing. Yeah. My Lord. It's, it's such... Such like the defending, I just I, I, it's such an avoidable goal. I think it's the first header needs to be won, the second header needs to be won. There's two headers in there that we didn't win, mm. and I mean, the little cushion header and, and the finish obviously, no goalkeeper in the world is saving that from Karen Benzema, and I think he's criminally underrated. Yeah. Um, and he was no idea and
2: listen, why, um, as was marking Casemiro at the back place, that just didn't add yeah, up. That's yeah. Crazy
0: in that position. It, it was baffling. But listen, Karen Benzema, I think they had one shot on target yesterday and that was the goal. And listen, if anyone's going to do it for them in the second leg, it's going to be Karen Benzema. So we're going to need another brilliant performance. And listen, we saw we had to endure a horrible 25 minutes of Eden Hazard on the pitch yesterday. And I've got a feeling we're going to be seeing him for maybe more than that, maybe even starting the game at Stamford Bridge, an empty Stamford Bridge, sadly, um, next Wednesday. But listen, it was a great 1-1 draw, wasn't it? And we'll take that take that into the next leg and hopefully fingers crossed we can get the job done but back onto the Premier League because we have got a Premier League game in between that and it's a big one one of the teams at the bottom but before we haven't actually spoken Charlie about that brilliant result away at West Ham a really important game and a massive win in terms of that race for the top four we've now got a three-point gap over West Ham in fifth
1: uh yeah what a vital win I remember a couple of weeks ago we kind of pinpointed that game is like massively crucial for the top four and winning that I think it's fair to say we're favorites to get that spot. Um great to see Werner score uh, despite everything I said earlier. Um <laughs> you know uh, you know uh, let's hope let's hope he can replicate that against Fulham if he plays um th- uh, we we've said this you know when we were beating Atletico when we we're beating Porto we really can we really can't take our eyes off the ball um on the league campaign because Champions League, you never know. So, um, we, we've really just got to win every game we can and solidify Champions League qualification through the league um, mm-hmm. before we before we start dreaming about about winning the trophy this year. Um, yeah. We've put ourselves in an amazing position to do that. Um, but, yeah, we, we, we can't take our eyes off the ball because it's so tightly packed around there. Uh, Liverpool keep finding ways not to win. Um <clears throat> But but they obviously have the talent to put together a run of in the last four games. Um, as as to clearly West Ham, so uh, we we just we just got to do everything we can, and and that, and that starts against Fulham. I've got no doubt in my mind that Tuchel won't let kind of um, things uh, go awry because we've got such a crucial game midweek.
0: I uh, Chris, does this game worry you because? We, for some reason we've been absolutely unbelievable against the better teams we play well against better teams, much better than we play against teams at the bottom obviously we know that 5-2 against West Brom was a complete, was obviously an an abnormal result, it was a one-off it was a blip, but then we also drew 0-0 with Brighton, are you worried that this is going to be another one of those games?
2: I think there were mitigating factors in, in the Brighton game, obviously that was literally on the eve of um the Super League debacle mm. uh, Well, sorry, on, on the day it was all collapsing and obviously Chelsea had pulled out just before so uh, uh, that was always going to be a weird game. I was hoping we would come out and really go for it but that wasn't the case. But with Fulham at home, I think the impetus will be there. Now the picture is a bit clearer, especially having beaten West Ham last week as we say. Um, mm. I think the players will know the sort of gravity of a, of a victory and and how, how close that will take us because we do not have an easy run after that game. Once we've played Fulham, we have City, Arsenal, and Leicester back um, to back. And you'd have to—I mean, again with Tuchel, you never—you just never know at, at the moment with Chelsea. But you'd have to say we might drop points in at least one of them. So it's, it's imperative that we get the job done, sort of sooner rather than later.
0: We, we need Man City to win the league this weekend, basically. It's what we need to do because if if Crystal if they beat Crystal Palace and, and Liverpool beat Man United, um, then City win the league and then hopefully that makes our game against City a little bit irrelevant for them being in the Champions League and all that. So, I think that'll be, uh, that'd be nice. But we have got a tough run of fixtures. Um Starting with Fulham, Charlie, do you expect Thomas Tuchel to make changes having one eye on, on the Real Madrid second leg, resting the likes of Kante, Thiago Silva, who I thought was absolutely brilliant yesterday? Do you think we'll see that in his lineup against Fulham?
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Look, you, you can't underestimate the travelling as well. Um and and obviously, look, let's face it, every, everything I've said about the league campaign being important is true. But it's Real you know, we got Real Madrid on Wednesday. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I I fully expect, like, maybe Zayic to start, like you say, Thiago Silva to come out, Kante to come out. Um, mm. I don't know if Kovacic is going to be fit, but maybe he could come in. Um, but look, we, you know, uh, Fulham are where they are for a reason. They've played some very nice football this season, um, but it doesn't seem to be doing them much good. Any collection of players in our squad should be able to beat them. Um, we 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 don't want to play a complete reserve side, but certainly uh, we need to um, conserve energy for for what is a you know club defining game on the Wednesday.
0: What what do you reckon the score is going to be, Charlie?
1: Against Fulham. Uh, f- I will just take 1-0. Like we 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 don't we don't seem to yeah. every week every week I sit here and go oh yeah we'll do them 5-0. Um, <laughs> and, and it never seems to happen. Um so I'll just I'll just go 1-0. Krish.
2: Uh I'll go 2-0 slightly more exciting but yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just a matter of getting the job done I think the players probably know that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, listen, it's a big couple of weeks, isn't it, for Chelsea in the Premier League and the Champions League. Listen, that's all we've got time for this week. Thank you so much for listening, Charlie and Chris. You've been great as always. If you could drop us a review, it would be very much appreciated. Subscribe if you haven't already. And if you've enjoyed what you heard, and we'll see you all next time after having either made it to the Champions League final or fallen just short, but we're hoping we'll be playing in Istanbul in the Champions League final. We'll see you next time on Wherever You May Be.